Welcome to Cultivating Authentic Universal Energy, exploring energy through mediumship, psychic abilities, Reiki, crystals, and more. This podcast is created based on the concept that everything is energy, everything and everyone are connected. Your hosts are Lisa Milleraces and Michelle Belcastro. Lisa has written about her psychic medium awakening and is comfortable with many facets of energy. Lisa believes energy work is very exciting and should be embraced in a safe way. Michelle grew up as a sensitive, intuitive, and now creates a safe space for community to gather and develop their spiritual talents. Their two unique perspectives are joined to assist listeners of all levels to broaden their understanding. This will be a series of podcasts that will enhance and fine-tune our energetic connections. Hello there, this is Lisa Miliaresis. And Michelle Belcastro. And today we're going to talk about how our pets are connected to us. And just in our journey, all of the people that are in our experience with us add to the things that we learn. The same holds true with our loving pets and their unconditional love that they share with us. I have a theory that our pets are similar to that of guides in the fact that they come into our experience when we need to learn about something. And they help us along our journey with their unconditional loving ways. And once that is complete, they leave us, maybe they transition to the other side or they run away. And some another pet will come into our experience to help us along another lesson. So Lisa, um, some of us get really, really attached to our animal companions. It doesn't matter what form they're in, birds, bunnies, kitties, dogs, horses. Um, we form quite the attachment. So what you're saying is that if an animal comes into your, your awareness or your existence, um, to help further your growth in some respect or another, what would stop you from, I mean, you don't want them to leave. You have like this attachment, right? So might someone not do their spiritual work or just because they don't want their pet to leave? I don't think that's totally up to us to acknowledge how much spiritual work we need to do. Um, I think a lot of that comes into play in hindsight after we go through our life path after we've passed and we've seen everything on our soul journey. However, it's the unconditional love, the attachment to our pets. They are our family, and it is hard to let go. However, if you think about it, do you love them enough to let them go? If they are in pain or if they're suffering, you don't want them to suffer so you can hang on to that attachment, so to speak. I totally understand. When an animal comes into my life, I make them a promise Mm -hmm. that they're going to have the best life I can give them. And when it is time to go, I'll be right by their side. Yes, I I have... When I was raising my family, we grew up with a dog, a beautiful dog that we had gotten from the pound. She was half shepherd and half husky. And 
Um, she lived to be 18 years old, but by the time uh, it, it was that she wasn't doing well, my children were away at school. And I had to make the decision to put her down and to go with her to the vet to put her down. Now, I know that the children were upset because they weren't there, but it wasn't about um, myself or the humans that she lived with. It was about what was the best that we could do for the dog and make her peaceful transition. So, of course, I went with her to the vet and held her paw and sent her love, Reiki, prayers, and it was a peaceful, beautiful transition. This is definitely an emotionally charged subject for me. Um, you've, you've heard so many stories about my horse, Eric, and the things that he's done for me here physically as well as since he's transitioned. So I met Eric when he was like two and a half, three years old. He a, was a registered thoroughbred, and he was retiring from the racetrack. When I first met Eric... Um, I don't know, I looked in his eye and I just knew him. Of course, not knowing why I knew him, but I knew him. And within like three days, I had adopted him. I had moved him. He was mine. I had no idea why this horse came so swiftly into my life, but he did. <laughs> and what I realized looking back. I mean, I was aware of some of the growth that was happening when he was physically here, but I can appreciate more of the growth from sitting here today, looking back at, he helped me with so many things. One, understanding my sensitivity, knowing that there were ways of using my sensitivity to help others. He taught me how to manage my energy, that I have a lot of energy and it can be overwhelming. And because he, horses are prey animals, they react very specifically to us that aren't prey animals. So he was a great mirror or sounding board for me learning how to manage my energy energy levels, bringing them up and bringing them back down on purpose. Um, he, this is going to sound a little bit silly, I think, but he also showed me how to be autonomous. Um, so how to not impact him, how to be like a contained energetic system, but then also how to merge closer with another energetic system, which then helped me be able to purposefully tap into another's energy system with the idea that I could help them. Well, what a beautiful what a beautiful gift that is from this special horse, this special spirit guide that you had. Absolutely incredible and it really broke my heart when I had to say goodbye. Like it's not healed. Well, our our loving pets, they stay with us always. And as a medium, I can tell you that they come through in sessions all the time. With my dog, Princess, the one that we had had to put down, her unconditional love is something that 
I think she shared with my entire family that helped us grow and learn to love ourselves and each other even more. So these beautiful animals, they stay part of your life. And sometimes they become part of your spirit guidance on the other side. Well, you've mentioned more than once that Eric is around me pretty often. Mm -hmm. What kind of messages might you get from him? From Eric? Well, I think Eric's been always been very supportive of you, but he also likes to kick you in the butt sometimes because he's very strong-willed. And he would, you know, didn't you get this when I said it to you? No, oh, here, here it is again, you know, that type yeah, of thing. Definitely. He was really big on the reminders. They're, he was kind of a hard taskmaster. And, and that's what you needed. So, you know, we get, we don't always get what we want, but we do get what we need. And, in, and a lot of times we don't realize it at the time it's happening, but then afterwards, in hindsight, looking back, it doesn't have to be from your life review on the other side. It can still be in this lifetime. You know, as time passes, you can look back and see the beautiful gifts that were given from these loving animals, that we fed them physical food, and they nurtured us with emotional food. Oh, I see that all the time with my kitty cats. Mm -hmm. um, they, too, are mirrors for me energetically. Um, rescues, both of them. And, you know, that whole saying, you know, my rescues rescued me. Yeah. A hundred percent. I hear that all the time from people, that they've gone to rescue an animal and then they, they feel like they were rescued. Um, and then during COVID... Of course, so many people were stuck at home and they went and they've rescued or adopted animals and it was a great gift. Animal assistance isn't limited to those in your home that are part of your family, but some that we find in nature are like wild animals. For example, um, here on the Gulf, I was uh, swimming and a manatee came up right next to me. And I thought that was a beautiful visit, a beautiful gift. You can just sense their emotion and their love. Now, granted, when I, I didn't have my glasses on, but when I see this dark image coming towards me, I couldn't tell if it was seagrass or not. But then, you know, is it a shark? Is it a manatee? But then you see that cute little face and the, their, um, their jowls, and you know exactly what it is. So I've noticed, and I think we've talked about this before, that um, a lot of wild animals approach me and actually have conversations with me. So it, again, it's not just our uh, in-home companions that are our spirit guides and our helpers. Um, I've had conversations with spiders in my house. Then, then that was like one of the first conversations I had that you, Lisa, came into the shop one day, walked in, stopped, cocked your head and was like you said, you were talking to spiders? <laughs> <laughs> I know, not the, not the most usual question to ask somebody, but surprisingly enough, it was accurate. It was absolutely accurate. And, and you know, just another validation that when it's time for us to be developing different skills, you just don't know who's going to show up and help you out. And we are all connected. And, you know, what inspired me to come into the shop that day? What inspired me to share my message with Michelle? So it is a validation for sure. 
So one of the last things that we want to talk about, and this is definitely a sensitive subject when it comes to our pets, is the idea that one of the biggest gifts we can give them in the most amount of love that we can give them is to let them go at the appropriate time to not act in what could be labeled as a selfish manner by having their lives extended for our good when it's really time to say goodbye. It's truly, as you said, a sensitive subject. And I know it's an individual subject, but if you do find yourself in that position, stop and take a breath, look within yourself with all the love and compassion that you've received from this loving animal and look at them and see if they are in a position where they're not enjoying their life anymore. They're not able to, you know, walk as well as they could or, or, you know, have their basic needs anymore. And a lot of times you can just look into their eyes and you can see with compassion if it's their time or not. And your spirit guides are always with you. And as you start to engage with them, you can ask for a sign and an answer and do what's right, you know, for your highest good, for the pet's highest good, and within love and compassion. So I know that our topic today can be kind of highly charged, but we'd love to hear from each of you if you have some kind of a story where a pet has come into your life for some particular reason that you can at least see now or that you're working on some kind of a, some aspect of your spiritual journey where you see that your pet is actually helping you out. So feel free to go on to our Facebook page, uh, Cultivating Authentic Universal Energy, and, and give us you know, leave us your comments. Let us know what you're thinking about this. Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear from you about your experiences. Leave us a comment below. You can find more information about Lisa and her offerings on her website, the number two communicate.net. Michelle's shop is the Violet Butterfly Metaphysical Healing Center in Palm Harbor, Florida. You can find more information at the Violet Butterfly MHC.com, including the online store.